Well, here we are. Good morning. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. I'm here. Good to see you. You, you, you. Looks like you just got back from a run. I did. I did a quickie run this morning. I got up bright and early. You know, um, before the show started, I was telling you, Phil and I got home late last night after moving Ellie, Elizabeth, into her you know, dorm room down there at Baylor University for her, you know, to kick off her freshman year. And uh, so we didn't get back till late last night. Sh you know, showered, got to bed. And this morning I woke up bright and early and I thought first day of empty nesthood. I put together my plan and I did all my chores around the house, went for a good long run, got myself a second cup of coffee going to do my radio show, going to do some more household projects, going to get a pedicure and then probably out to dinner with Phil. So I've got a, I've got a plan for my first day of empty nesthood. <laughs> and, and, and then you're going to crash early. <laughs> Maybe I'll crash early or I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'll stay up all night long. I'll pull it, it all up. Party. I <laughs> well, I don't know. Phil and I might just go wild and crazy. There um, you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I you're gonna look, they're going to look at each other and say, uh, what do we do now? You know, <laughs> you know, well, we are, we are empty nesters, but we are busy, still very busy, empty nesters. And we're going to talk about it. I know today on the show. Um, yeah. but for us, it's all very, I think empty nesthood is what I'm, how I'm referring to it, but like is very different for everyone. And for us, I suspect we're going to continue to stay very busy with things that we already have you know, going on. And then even though the kids are not living at home, um, they can still be very, you know, needy and not in a bad way, but want you from time to time or need you from time to time. So that'll be a good thing. So. Well, your son is still in the DFW area. Yep. He is. Uh, in all. And then the two girls are down at Baylor. Not, and, too far. Uh, not, not, not that far away, but you know, I mean, it, it there's a there's a spectrum of this empty nester thing that there's some people that as soon as that child leaves and goes to college, uh, they I decide they're gonna they're gonna decide well, I'm they're gonna. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Still want to say hey? That's the other. <laughs> hey, it's the other empty nester. Yep. Hello. <laughs> How you doing, Phil? Good. Good. Have a great show. You, you, got, the, you, got, you got the whole ponder. You got the whole ponderosa to yourself now. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, I think I'll uh, get more attention and more honeydews. <laughs> yeah, we'll get more honeydews. Yeah, that's right. All yeah. right, that's a good one. Um, sorry, Stuart. Go ahead. What were you saying? No, I was going to say just like like what Phil just said. Now, now the kids are gone. Instead of some of those chores that they had, those are going to get passed on to you and him. Uh, you know, so anything that the kids used to do, uh, you gotta you gotta pick that up. Uh, yeah. some, sometimes when that child moves out, uh, the parents say, okay, we're going to turn their room into an office or into a, you know, a movie media room or something like that. Uh, others, and I would suspect it's true for you. And that is just keep the kids rooms the way they are, because when they come back for a weekend to visit, we just want everything to be, you know, normal. You know me too well. That's exactly yeah. what Matthew's room Matthew will be, um, you know, 20, 25 in a year. He just turned 24, but whatever. And still his room has his, high, you know, his pennants up, has all his little uh, sports pennants. And uh, yeah, the room is exactly the way he left it. And he loves to come home still because he comes home and, you know, home, home, his home. 
And right. same with Emily. Emily's been off to college now. This will be her fourth year. This yeah. year will be her upcoming fourth year. And same with her. Her room's been untouched and she loves coming home. So, so we, we plan on doing the same for Elizabeth and yeah, keeping her room in order. I, I've tried to organize over the years and kind of tighten up uh, the things that they have up there. Um, just kind of use it as an opportunity to clean out and make some order up in their rooms. But other than that, I've left it comfortable and cozy. So when they do come back to visit, they've got, you know, their room. Um, yeah, we're not turning anything into an exercise room quite yet. We're going to keep it as is for the time being. <laughs> quite yet, but the thought is yeah. there. <laughs> Always a thought. I have a lot of thoughts. Right. <laughs> I have a lot of them. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, it, it, the move-in went well. And like I said, I, I have a lot of friends who are also empty nesters, just, you know, who have been empty nesters for already for a few years and who are empty nesters with me starting out with me this year. and. Um, Really, I think we're all, um, I think that for me, the word, the best word is melancholy, only because I believe when you're melancholy, you're, you're sad, but you're, but for no real good reason, you don't really know why. So I'm not like sad. It's making me, this time right now is making me reflect on those days with my little babies and my toddlers and my teenagers. And it, it makes this time just for me anyway, it makes me reflect back on those days and makes me maybe miss those days a little more, but I wouldn't want to be anywhere, but where I am today. And I'm so happy and proud of where my kids are today. So I'm happy and proud. That's why I think melancholy is a good word. Cause you know, your heart might be a little heavy, but you want to be this way kind of thing. So, um, and also, Stuart, um, I think generationally, when people became empty nesters, it it was a different experience. I think, not to not to speak to any one particular parenting, but I'm just saying generally, we are a very our generation, and even the generation, very hands on parents, very involved, um, and so. And the kids were very busy and they're very active with the sport. You know, that's just kind of how our generation, you know, did things. And so uh, I think it, uh, while you'll miss the kids when they leave the house and you become an empty nester, it's the busyness too. The busyness of their schedule affects you because you were busy right along with them. So right. I, I had my busy schedule independent of my children, things that I did independent of my children. But what added to my overall busyness was being busy with them too. So that part has been taken off, scraped off my plate. But I'm still a very active, busy person because I like it that way. And it's always been that way for me. So that transition, I don't think will be as difficult for me in particular. Well, the, you know, there and there is a thing that's called the empty nester syndrome, uh, and all, and it's it's you know people people react to being empty nesters a lot of different ways. Uh, for instance, uh, you and Phil, when you have dinner tonight, it may be a little bit different because you you usually have that third person sitting at the table with you. I mean, at one time there were there were more, but you know. 
you're, you know, these next few weeks, when you sit down, you have the two of you to talk to uh, instead of sharing the conversation with with your, your youngest daughter. Uh, then there's also that aspect that your two daughters are only a couple of hours away, whereas some parents, they send their kids off to college or they the kids graduate and they move across country. And so they are much less accessible and it becomes it becomes a social thing only through social media. Uh, so the, the the definition of what being an empty nester is can take on a different different uh, aspect for different people. Absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more. You're right. So many of those aspects come into play. Um, in terms of your your experience, you know, as you enter, and, and I'm talking empty nest to the early stages of, because everyone is is going to tr- you know get through the transition, and it will then become their new normal. Empty nested, I would think that the the uh, the most challenging part of it, if there if it's challenging at all for anyone, would be in the early stages of it, as you be as you begin to kind of reinvent your new your kind of your new routine, your new life without, you know, without having the kids living in the house. I mean, obviously they're still your kids and you're still going right. to be, you're still their parent and all of that. But in terms of just the physical, like you were saying, just their physical presence in the house, things that they would do or not do uh, chores. You were referring to chores that you might have to then take on something that they might've been responsible for uh, doing, but and then, yeah, very good point that you made geographical location to your to your ch- children as they leave the house, um, because it is comforting. Well, my children are down. All three of my kids went to Baylor and uh, which is two hour drive, almost exactly door to door. While they were, you know, close in proximity, they we, we they didn't really come home much. They were busy down there doing their own thing. Very social. Um, uh, but the but the comfort of knowing just mentally the mental comfort of knowing that if I needed to, I could hop in the car, go down and even come back in the same day and they could do the same thing. So yeah, no, that definitely would impact. I would think um, your emotions somewhat if you've got somebody who maybe decided to go, I don't know, out of uh, state or uh, out of the country. uh, I would think that that would be very impactful in terms of your emotions. Um, And I agree with you too, that, Again, depending on who you talk to, you've got some parents um, that worked uh, full time, very uh, time consuming jobs, perhaps maybe uh, maybe they traveled a lot or uh, perhaps maybe those and still wonderful, great, caring parents always there for their kids. But but because they had that that other part of their life that preoccupied their mind in some in that way. Maybe their transition into the early stages of empty nesthood wouldn't be as as great because they had that other part of their life. For me, I happen again. I'm speaking from my personal experience. I happen to have been a at home. I don't know what do you want to call it. I never know what the right thing. Stay at home mom. I don't stay at home, but whatever. A full time. I mean, I don't know what to call it. But I didn't work professionally outside the house. Right. Yeah. You weren't. You weren't a nine nine to fiver. Phil sitting over there. He said I was a domestic engineer. Yeah. Um, I don't know. By, by the way, just to, to, to drop in a couple people have uh, have uh, uh, dropped in the hellos to us. Uh, uh, Leslie Pulaski said to, to say hi hi to Vaughn. Oh, uh, you need to say hi, Smurf. Uh, yeah, and 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 the name of college was Smurf. Uh, the the real the real interesting one was was Joni Koch, 
who didn't 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 chime in to say hi Stuart or hi Vaughn. She wrote hi Phil. Oh, <laughs> okay. Well, that's funny because I don't I don't see that comment. So I must be on the, I don't know. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, yes, Joni. Um, hello to Joni. Also, Coral Peroni. I don't know Coral Irvin. Excuse me. She. Uh, I went to high school. I went to excuse me elementary school with her. That's how long I've known her. Wow. Wow. She's a, she's a couple years behind me on empty nesthood. Um, Leslie, I know her daughter is a, is a senior. Cannot remember her if her son. I think Leslie's an empty nester too. Uh, Leslie, you'll need to tell me if you are or not. Can't keep track of the kids around here. But but um, but anyway, I um, I don't know what I was saying. Just that I think that everybody's experience is very personal. But what I do think is is should be a a constant, um, no matter who you are and where you are and what your personal experience is, that you should make empty nesthood very meaningful for for you um and productive um you know give yourself goals and and set i don't know just don't lose a sense of purpose during that time don't if your purpose was very much about the kids which mine mine was and still still is um try to try to take that time to, um, and this is kind of what I'm wanting to do, just to focus, not not become self-centered, of course, but focus on what you can do for yourself that you've not been able to really do because you've been so busy doing other things with, with the kids. Um, and I think that it's kind of like putting the oxygen mask on yourself first before you tend to your child on a plane. Give yourself some oxygen during this time, you know? And uh, see what that does for yourself because it'll it'll affect the people around you too. Um, I don't know. Just no, I, I, do. I, I think I think you're absolutely right. Like on it's, the like on the expert here. This is day one for. No, you. But it's it's a new horizon for you, and 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 honestly, I think that you and Phil may also see that that where you're at right now is kind of a precursor of where you will be when you hit retirement because retirement is that next plateau that you hit about how are we going to reinvent ourselves or what are we going to do now that we we haven't haven't done the kids are gone now so that means that that you can come and go as you please uh, if if you you won't, don't have to be home for dinner because the kids are going to be home from school and you got to be there to prepare dinner or whatever you want to bring something in you want to go out you can you can do it you have that newfound freedom again um, yeah. there's there there's there's a lot of advantages and I think honestly from my own perspective I think that any any parents who really kind of get into a a, a, a a little bit of depression once that child, last child goes off to college and, and they become an empty nester, they're doing a disservice to themselves because you have to look at it more of a, on, on, on the, the, the bright side of it too. Absolutely. I mean, and, and this is, again, like I said in the beginning of the phone call, this is where you're supposed to be. This is what you've worked for. This is what you prepared your kids for. And um, hopefully you've been given some good, advice along the way to prepare yourself for this time as well 
and uh, you know, make sure that you have something to uh, to kind of sink your teeth into uh, once. I mean, once you've kind of taken the responsibilities that are associated with your kids off your plate, you don't want to sit there with an empty plate. You want to continue to feed yourself. So make sure you've added some things to your plate, knowing that you're going to be scraping some of those other things off your plate, which I have done. And I have to give a shout out to my parents because I know my mom and, you know, for one has always said, you know, you're a great mom and you're very involved with the kids. And I have been, but just know that they're going to go on and you need to make sure that you have something there to uh, hold on to then. And, and that gives you a sense of purpose and meaning. And, and I have, and I've, I've, you, as you know, I've done a lot in preparation of this time in terms of, of getting myself ready for, um, doing some grant writing, um, which, right. which I've, 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 I've kind of done a lot in, well, I've did a lot in quarantine to prepare myself for that, but, um, other things, um, you know, tutoring and you know, I'm a reading specialist. And, you know, I could go down the list, but, um, it's, you know, for me, it's not just things like that. I mean, I, I like to stay busy, just even act, just, just physical activity. You know, I love to work around the pool. I love to take my runs and my, I love to do all that. So, I mean, whatever it is, my point is whatever it is, just, you know, get the, the depression thing. I think is it comes from not choosing to, to do that for yourself. And it doesn't matter if your thing is to get up and go volunteer somewhere or um, go visit a friend or I don't, you know, again, whatever it is, or, um, you know, you're in the middle of reading a book and you want to write a book review on it. I mean, whatever, or cooking or baking, but just my, I think it's important to just continue this, the sense of purpose through empty nesthood until you become more, until it becomes more natural for you. Cause again, I'm talking early stages of nest, nest, empty nesthood. Um, and then to your point, this is just one chap. This is just another chapter and then comes retirement, which is a, a whole other ball of wax. Another chapter. A friend of mine um, had told me about a book that she had uh, read one time. It's called, I want to say it's called Halftime. And it's, I believe it's a book about kind of this time in your life where you, you've reached this point where you your job has been to um, raise the family. Family and yeah. have a job and have a professional career at the same time, perhaps, but raise the family, get the kids out the door. And then it's halftime. And it's, and that's, a, and that's, a, I like that word because a lot of times at halftime you go into the locker room and the coach is kind of giving you that pep talk. Okay. Here's where we are in the game right now. You know, we did good. We're doing good. We're doing well. Yeah. I can see you're out there really fighting. Uh, team looks good. Uh, we can, we can do this thing. We Okay. So the second half of the game guys, it's going to look and girl, whatever it's going to look, just as good. We're going to do even better. Going to get out there and fight. You know the whole pep talk in the locker room. Everybody's like, yeah. You know. So that's Phil and I. We're at halftime right now. We're like, yeah. We're going to like second half. Well, we're going to. That's the old. That's the old Newt Rock me <laughs> speech. There. Says, Let's go out there. Let's go, go, go. Let's go fight, fight, fight. Yeah. So I mean, look at it as um, look at it as halftime. I mean, it's um, it's well, uh, it gives you the freedom to do the things. That, that you wanted to do or even did do, but sometimes had to kind of postpone because you had to take care of the family first 
before you could go back to doing those things. Yeah. You know, and 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 you know, it's it, it's interesting that one of the things that I read it said that that now when when the final child leaves the home to go off to college and you are an, uh, an empty nester, you can now sleep with both eyes closed. <laughs> Uh, because you know you don't have to have the one eye kind of open. Is 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 she is she home yet? You know, is the car in the garage? Uh, yeah. You know, you don't you know that that worry aspect. Although although now you have to wonder what is she doing two hours away at college? <laughs> well, it's funny. That's an that's another um, kind of piece to this whole thing. I I've had so Matthew's out of college now two years. Emily's a senior and Elizabeth's a freshman. So let's see, let's do the math. How many years have we been in college? I don't know. As Six. parents. Yeah. Six. Yeah. Six, seven, yeah. We'll be 10 when Ellie's done. So yeah, six years so far. So the six, thing. Uh, is, and, and, and also I might add that a, a good portion of that time you had two in, in college at the same time. Yeah. Well, the way, the way, the way Phil and I kind of spread out the kids, uh, and this was the case in high school too. So the oldest was a senior when the middle one came in as a freshman. And that's how it was in, in college as well. When Matthew right. was a senior, Emily came in as a freshman. Same with Emily and Elizabeth, Emily freshman, or excuse me, senior, Ellie freshman, same at college. So we've had uh, Matthew and Emily overlap one year at Baylor. And now this is our second year to overlap with, um, you know, Emily and Elizabeth. With two girls. So two, two years of overlapping, which, yeah, that's, you know, so, but I love it. I love having, I love that they were able to spend a year together in high school and in college during that transitional year for the younger one. I thought it was always such a great thing that they had their sibling nearby. So it was nice. But, but I was going to say, you know, you were talking about, is it easier when they're there or here? So, through through the past over the past six years, and now we have another four to come. It it my personal experience is that when they're home after being at college for any period of time, they've kind of gotten used to doing things a different way down there, as they should as young adults, a little more independence and freedom and whatnot, coming and going at hours that are normal to them, but not quite normal to us. And so we had to kind of fine-tune you know, the rules here a little bit because it was, you know, we knew that they were seeing their friends and coming home. They didn't really have a curfew, although they, they respected it pretty well. But I'm, it, I almost slept easier, like a little bit when they're not here, even though I was always kind of like, not concerned, but, you know, obviously you, you think about their, their safety, their well being down there. But when they're in your house and they're not home, at a certain hour, it's just, it, it just feels different. You, you feel it more, you worry more. You know what I'm saying? When they're out of the right. house and down there, I'm not saying you're not worried, but they're, but you're, it's not like in your face. You're not like really thinking about it. Um, so it's funny you say that too, because Elizabeth, her rule, um, she's the youngest. And when this, this past year, when her curfew was extended to later in the evening, um, I was having a tough time staying up. Her curfew was midnight and I, and I don't do that. And her curfew was midnight. And so what the, and I, I knew that I would be dozing before she would get home. So we came up early in her senior year, we came up with a, a kind of a routine. 
where when she would come in the door, if, if she was being dropped off, she would come in the front, lock it. And then there was always a lamp outside my bedroom that was kept on. She was then to turn off that lamp and I could see that. And then also she would text my phone that she was home, just I'm here or I'm home. And the reason I, we did it that way is because even if I was dozing and I happened to fall asleep before she got home, I'm bound, I will, I will wake up an hour later, a couple hours later. And if the lamp is off and if I look at my phone and I see I'm home or here, I know she's in the house and she's home. That way she doesn't have to come in and wake me up, but I see the signal. So that worked. And so last night was our first night to sleep without her here at the house. And, and the lamp was off. Well, so I know I texted her and I said, Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm settling in to, you know, to go to sleep. I said, don't forget. And cause we had shortened it to lamp, but we had shortened it to lock lamp text. And that she knew was the routine if she, you know, so I said, so I, I texted her last night. I said, Hey, I'm settling in, going to fall asleep here shortly. Um, don't forget lock lamp text. And she, she texted back with that little emoji with the eyes welled up with tears. And she's yeah. like, Oh mom, you know, like, cause kind of tugged at her heart a little bit, but, um, but yeah, so her routine is, uh, you know, I talked to, I didn't talk to her yet this morning, but I talked to her sister, Emily, and she said, have you talked to Emily early yet? And I said, no. And she said, oh, she's, she's good. She's already gone. They've got a great coffee shop down in, in Waco, right by, right by campus called Common Grounds. And uh, she said, oh yeah, she's already gone with some friends to get a cup of coffee this morning. And she's, so she's going to hit the bookstore and get her books and so I, I, you know, day number one, so far, so good. <laughs> so far, so. <laughs> well, I also, I just want to say uh, uh, hello to uh, Gabriella for, uh, for dropping in and, and, and saying hello. And, uh, and a dear friend, Monica Graves from Ontario, Canada is, uh, is tuned in to watch us. So uh, great, great to have uh, Monica uh, watching the show too. I'm following her show and, uh, we, she's, she's a lovely lady. It, for those that are watching or listening to the show, uh, Mark has set us up with a great ability to, to let us know that when you are texting in and if you are an empty nester now and you have, uh, you know, some advice, uh, for, for Vaughn and Phil, uh, or you have some experiences that you want to share about, you know, being an empty nester and all the type them in, uh, via the Facebook page and everything. And we'll, uh, try and address some of your comments also. You know, one thing that I think you're going to find now as an empty nester is, let's see, probably your grocery bill will go down, uh, oh, and, and also, and also the amount of laundry that you do every week will probably go down a little bit too. Yeah, the laundry definitely, but the grocery bill. I mean, because while while it might go down here in this household, it doesn't go down where the you know this excludes Matthew. Cause he pays, he does his own thing, but the girls down at, so for example, I just said, Elizabeth went and got herself a cup of coffee this morning. Um, so a lot of times we see, um, expenses go up a little bit, you know, down, down there at, at in Waco, Emily loves to grocery shop. She loves to go to the grocery store once a week, gets her thing. So, but laundry definitely will go down a little bit. Um, yes, that's, by, by the way, I'm still sipping my coffee. I so love it. My Magnolia cup in Waco, Texas. 
Did you do that on purpose? Huh? Did you? Did you? That happens that to be the cup I'm using today. I knew oh, we were. Funny? So you didn't do it. You didn't do it on purpose. You didn't pick that mug on purpose. No, I just I happened to pick that cup out. I have the same. Um, I have the same mug. Uh, I love it. I you can't it. go to Waco without getting one. I know you can't. <laughs> Well, you know you're getting close to Waco when you start seeing all the Chip and Joanna signs and Magnolia signs. You know you're almost to Waco. We um, right. so but <laughs> but um, going to be, you used to see Baylor. Welcome to the home of Baylor University. Yeah. Now it's welcome to to the home of Chip yeah. and Joanna Gaines. Oh, that's that's yeah. funny. Well, I tell you what, too. You know, empty nest too. You know, is also a time where. Some people go back to work. Um, some people go back full time. Some people go back just maybe part time or whatever. Um, I think that's great too. Say somebody yep. chose uh, to mother or father, whatever, chose to uh, leave their career and stay home and raise it, and they get they get they get to go back and they get to maybe um, you know pick back up where they left off or or whatever. But you know, there's really so much. I would say I would say you could. Uh, get on the road and start traveling. <laughs> but right now that's not necessarily right. a great option or even a doable option for most of us. Um, but, um, but, you know, again, I, I, I think again to uh, for the most part, empty nest hood is um, for, for me and my friends, we're pretty much all on the same page and we've got each other and that's also a good thing is to try to stay connected and right. and, and social. Um, you certainly don't want to turn it into a lonely time. Um, but again, mm -hmm. I mean, you, you that, turn it into a support group. You know, you yeah. get other empty nesters together and you have a cup of coffee. You go shopping together and you know you don't have to be home at a certain time. So it, it opens up a, a, a new door. I also find that a lot of times comments from people who become empty nesters uh, is they say, you know, I've always wanted to volunteer a little bit of my time uh, to work with a nonprofit or so. And now I have the time to do it because there's less, less, you know, time restrictions on me. Right. I mean, there, it, and again, I think that you could talk to 10 different people and get 10 different responses on how they see empty sure. nesters. Um, I, we're very active people, Phil and I, and our kids are very active and they were very busy. So we were busy with them and busy on our own and what, and what, so I don't know that too much will change. Uh, I mean, um, like I said, our kids, they, Matthew, like you said, is just up the road. We see him regularly and whatnot. Um, but another thing that's interesting, a friend of mine who's been an empty nester now uh, for a couple years, uh, when the kids come home now, cause she's kind of, like I said, she's gotten into her new routine, her new normal, uh, her new kind of way of lifestyle. Well, what, what, you know, now that the kids are not physically living at home. So she's, so when the kids do come home for a visit, it's, it's an adjust, it's an adjustment for the parents. Um, also because they now have gotten into kind of an, a new routine and the kids come home and, and don't get me wrong. Everybody loves it when their kids come home, but now there is that laundry that you haven't done. And right, right. now you do have those 
extra mouths to feed. And while you and your husband might've been happy snacking on a bowl of popcorn and having a glass of wine before bed, they now would like, you know, a steak, baked potato and, you know, veggies on the side, whatever. So now you're having to get to the grocery store and buy those items. And, oh, I forgot so-and-so likes these crackers and, um, or running errands or, uh, you know, whatever the case may be. My friend said it's an adjustment. And, and when they went back to school or back to wherever, you know, um, they, they, I don't want to say they prefer it, but they, they were, they definitely were happy to kind of get back to their quiet time together again. So um, sounds like once you get past the early stages of it all and get into your new kind of, you know, thing, um, it's a, it's a, it's, it's kind of like Phil said, it's where we were 24 years ago. <laughs> that, that's, that's right. And, and that is probably one of the keys to, to uh, empty nesthood too, is the fact that you now can reflect back on those pre, you know, child rearing days and everything and reflect on, on what you did then and maybe pick up on some of those things that you did then now again. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, and, and I have had people who have not only, um, you know, maybe gone friends, gone back to work or what have you, or, or, you know, done whatever, um, they, maybe they were only playing tennis, uh, as a substitute, but now they've got joined the team full time. I mean, I have examples all over the place on, on how, but I, I also have friends who have moved. Um, and I have a couple friends who have, who have downsized houses. Well, that's Um, a very, very good point. Yeah. Yeah. They've, they've thought, you know, I don't, you know, I have, I have a friend, dear friend who lived in a huge home and not only bedrooms, but large entertainment areas and uh, sports courts in the back and, and sand volleyball. And, 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 and while it was a lovely, lovely home and, and they got to really enjoy it and embrace all that the home their kids, when the kids left the house, the parents were kind of looking around like, well, we certainly don't need all this space anymore. So I have had several friends who have downsized, moved out closer to a lake, golf course, um, like that. So that's another thing that I think happens during early empty nesthood or even just somewhere in the early stages of it. Uh, people start to think in terms of, okay, uh, what, what, what do our living arrangements look like? And should we redefine that right now? Um, you're, you're absolutely right. You know, you, it, it, it is sometimes, as you said, you kind of look at, at different different plateaus uh, during your lifetime. And when, when you do get to, to empty nesthood, that sometimes is a time that people plan for. And they say, you know, we don't need this five-bedroom house any, any, anymore. And oh, maybe now's the time to, to uh, go into a townhouse that with into a community that has all these amenities that that we still like to have, but without all of the space to have to maintain, uh, and it's it that's the prime opportunity. And some people plan for that. Others, like yourself, you, you'll probably stay in your house because, as we said earlier, the kids are only a couple hours away, and there's going to be those weekends and those those you know time off from school where everybody comes piling back into the house and you 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 share like the good old days and also you kind of want to hang on to that for a little bit longer before you finally say you know it's time to go from five bedrooms to three bedrooms or or 
or whatever. Right. You know. and, and, and you're right. And that's a very personal thing too. Yes, you're right. We have chosen to stay in our home here. Um, our children love to come home, you know, to their home. Right. And I know any house can become a home. Don't get me wrong. But also they have friends in the neighborhood. We love our neighbors. Um, so it's a very personal choice whether or not you decide to to uh, kind of change your living arrangements um, when when you're an empty nester. We've, we've chosen to stay here um, for the time being anyway. Well, you've um, been in your community how long? So Elizabeth turned, Elizabeth, the baby, <laughs> who just started her freshman year at Baylor, she was literally turned one year old the day we moved in to this okay. house. And she just turned 18 years old. So mm. in July, so 17 years in yeah. our, in this house. Um, and we love it and we love our neighbors and, and kids love their, that their friends are all nearby. You know, while, while generally speaking, Dallas is a transient city, uh, Dallas, Fort Worth, um, Frisco, including Frisco, whatever it's, uh, we, we have, we have this community where we live is very, um, it's, it's, it's been very constant that not a lot of coming and going. Um, uh, a lot of the say, a lot of my children's friends who they knew as preschoolers, um, then they went to school together all the way through are still here. So uh, that's very, it's a, it's a nice thing to know that when you come home, it's more than just for us, for the kids, it's, it's been more about, you know, not just coming to their house, which is their home, but home in terms of their community where, where they know it, all their friends are here and whatnot, very connected. So yeah, for us, we're going to, we're going to stick around for a time being. And, um, but honestly, I have friends who have gone and gotten a destination home um, because that's what they'd like to do now at this time in their life. Uh, have the kids come to more of a destination home, whether it's a house in Colorado or at the beach or a lake house or what have you. Um, other friends have just kind of downsized. Um, so uh, some, some people just feel like maybe it's a time to get something bigger because now their kids are grown and bringing boyfriends and girlfriends home and whatnot. And so again, how you embrace empty nesthood is a very personal thing. Um, and again, like I said, some people go back to work and really start jamming professionally and that's great too. So, um, you know, it, yeah. it, it, it is something, it is something I think that anybody that they're doing a disservice to themselves if they just wait until that last child leaves the house and they become an empty nester because it's something that you really should prepare for Absolutely. because it's it's a little change in your lifestyle and all and and rather than having it sneak up on you plan for it the same way you would when you know that that retirement is around the corner <coughs> excuse me and and you start to say okay what are we going to do once once we we retire uh, Absolutely. You know, you, 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 you do, do the same thing that you do when you get married. And then after a couple of years, you say, you know, I think let's start planning for a family. You, you lay out, lay out a plan. This empty nesthood is, I don't think should be a syndrome. It shouldn't be something that's difficult. It should be something that's, that's more of an easy transition. You, and I think, I think you, that's, that's an excellent parting advice. I know we're nearing the end of the show, but I, I prepared and at least gave some thought to how I wanted to transition. Again, I'm, I'm still very much 
like very busy with the kids and and in, involved in a different way, but still involved. Um, they're young sure. adults. They're, they're young adults. They're independent. They're doing their thing, but um, still, you know, there for them if when if and when need be. So it's not like you clear off all parental responsibilities, but certainly. Uh, the day-to-day, I think, are, would be the responsibilities that, you know, that would no longer exist on a regular basis. And fill that time, you know, fill that time. Or if you're, if it keeps you happy to not fill that time, then don't fill that time. Sit, sit, you know, uh, sit idle if that's what you need uh, right now. But do, but do what you believe makes you happy. Um, whether uh, right. we gave so many examples of what people do um, during empty nesthood, there are too many examples to, to even share, but my, my point is keep yourself going, keep yourself happy. Um, you're still a parent. I'm, I still feel very much like a parent. Um, I woke up this morning, first day into it. And I, I, I did a lot around the house and I hit this, you know, I, you know, me, I'm, I exercise, I do my thing and I've got more to do today. And that works for me. Um, you know, well, you, uh, don't, you don't stop being a parent. Uh, right. And you're still a parent, whether the kids are in the house or they're they're out of the house. You still have that. And again, I, I jumped to retirement, but you're going to have another plateau that's in there, and that exactly. is that you know your your kids are, are are around the corner from being married and starting a family of their own. Then you then you you take on grandparenthood, and that's a whole new level. Yeah. Uh, in itself. And that's another reason why some people say, I'm not going to move out of this house because when the kids get married and they have grandkids, I want all the grandkids to come over here and, right. and for, for the weekend. You're right. This is, you're, you're exactly right. This is just another chapter, empty nested, just another chapter. And then, you know, so yeah, absolutely. Um, and so I'm, Phil and I, we're, 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 we're good to go. We, we were, prepared and planned for this time. And we wanted this time to come for the kids and for us. And, uh, so it's what you make of it, make of it. And, uh, you know, I, I'll keep you posted as I go along, <laughs> as we go along. Um, very and, good. And, 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 and I'll, I'll be there and you guys just enjoy yourself. When, when we sign off, you can go off and have a good time with your pool boy. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> have a great day and and for those that are watching if you are an empty nester or you're soon to be an empty nester embrace it you know in, enjoy it plan for it uh and and you know thanks again to everybody that that tuned in and 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 watched uh ty Foley just chimed in hi ty he he's usually is one of our regulars uh you know hi yeah, he's he's an empty nester also, so he knows from where we're we're, we're talking. But and Stuart, plan for it and enjoy. Can I interrupt it. you, Stuart, and just say to all those kids that have just gone off to school, whether college or you know primary, whatever, high school, whatever. I'm just I want to wish well-being, safety. Um, you know that we can, can that we can proceed through this school year with as much normalcy as possible and victory over this virus. And just again. Uh, just the best of luck to all the kiddos that have gone off, leaving their parents as empty nesters. Best of luck to those kids. We, we're so proud of them all. 
Absolutely. And the best to you this week. And for those that are watching and listening, thanks for being with us. And we hope you'll be right back here next week again for another edition of Something to Talk About. So be well, take care of yourselves. Bye.